April 5th, 2022, in Masechet Sanhedrin, and if you count down in the wide lines, it's two, four, six, seven lines down, just a few words before the end of the line, it says, excuse me, maybe eight lines down, two, four, six, seven, eight lines down, just a few words before the end of the line, just very briefly the context, because it's important, especially over here. The context went as follows. The initial statement in the Gemara was that of Rabbi Zakai. Rabbi Zakai said the Gemara taught a Beraita. And in that Beraita that he taught, it stated quite clearly that when it comes to Avodah Zarah, any Avodot that are performed, whether it's Zibuah or Kitur or Nisuch or Ishtahava'ah, if a person's to do all of those, quote, Beheilem Ehad without realizing, without understanding that this is forbidden. In such a circumstance, the person only is liable to bring one korban hatat for all of those wrongful activities. Rabbi Abba, challenging that first, Rabbi Yohanan said, well, just go teach that biraita outside. It's not a part of our regular understandings. It's wrongful. Something's not right about that. Then the Gemara says, Rabbi Abba suggested that's really dependent upon a mahloket tanaim. It's dependent upon Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Natan in the context of Hilchot Shabbat. In Hilchot Shabbat, we said there's a question of Hav'ara lelav yasat or if Hav'ara lehalek yasat. In other words, the question is, when it comes to Hilchot Shabbat, the same issue. The issue is, do we envision each one of those melachot as a separate entity in and of itself to the extent that you'd have a separate korban for each of those wrongful activities, even if it's all or alternatively, do I look at them all together? And there's another reason, for example, in context, the Torah taught Hav'ara, taught that Halachav lo separately from the Isur Melacha in general. That was Rabbi Abba's suggestion in the Gemara. The counterclaim to Rabbi Abba, this was all the discussion yesterday, complicated and intricate as it was, was maybe that specifically by Shabbat, but even by Shabbat, you couldn't make the claim, you couldn't make the claim that anyone would disagree with the concept of lehalek. Everybody would agree they're separate korbanot for each one of those matters, which means it only intensified the question that we asked initially on that first claim of when it comes to avodah zarah, there'd only be one korban. To compare that to Shabbat, you can't compare that to Shabbat. In Shabbat, there's clearly going to be separate korbanot. How do you know there's going to be separate korbanot? Because of this pasuk of ahmeahat mehena. The derasha from that pasuk in the context of korban hatat in general is such that the Torah says from one from these and the idea being there's going to be a one for these and a these for one which means to say when you boil it down there's going to be a circumstance of separate korbanot even though there's one wrongful circumstance Yes. It's all going to be a korban hatat. If it's all beshogeg, it's all going to be just a korban hatat. We're not going to differentiate. That was the Gemara yesterday. Then we ended with one last touch on this questioning barrage. The one last touch was the truth is that pasuk of me'ahat mehenna, as I mentioned yesterday, it's not even written in the context of Shabbat. It's a general statement. It's a statement about wrongful activity by accident. And it says you're going to find, according to the rabbi's understanding, you're going to find circumstances where there's one liability for several actions and several liabilities, several korbanot, for one wrongful circumstance, which again, we in 
interpret it as, sometimes a person will be forgetful and not realize that it's Shabbat, but he won't know that these are separate melachot, but he will know these are separate melachot, or alternatively, he will know it's Shabbat, he won't realize these are forbidden circumstances. Says the Gemara, maybe you could translate that into Avodah Zarah. Nathan had jumped the gun on this. Maybe you could translate that into Avodah Zarah as well. That's what we're picking up on right now, which means to say, ultimately speaking, the suggestion is going to be that everyone, both Rabbi Yosei and our Rabbi Natan, those rabbis from Shabbat, would agree even by Avodah Zarah, everybody, not that one opinion, everybody's going to agree that they're separate korbanot. If a person were to have a wrongful circumstance accidentally, do zibuah, kitur, nisuch, and so forth, there'd be a separate korban for each one of those. So the statement with which we began the class yesterday, at the top of the page, that of Rabbi Zakai, is so off, it's not even a mahlok, it's not even Shabbat, it's so off to the extent that that claim of Rabbi Abba afterwards, it's really dependent to Rabbi Yosir. No, everybody would agree there's separate korban. It says the Gemara again, just several lines down, eight lines down the wide lines, Chiluk melachot da'avodat kochavim nameh so again, this is the dirasha. We have this dirasha. We're paralleling what we said in the context of Shabbat to Avodah Zarah. The same pasuk. The pasuk says, If a person sins accidentally in such a situation, if a person does one of the things that are should not be done, and he or she commits, Mehenna. Now the me'ahat and the mehenna, the extra mem is a derasha in and of itself. And then the redundancy, the one of these. Why didn't it just say of these? Why didn't it just say one? And the fact that there's that, says that, say the rabbis, there's something to be learned from each of those. Here we go. Me'ahat mehenna. Ahat ziviha me'ahat. Sima, so again, the derasha goes me'ahat mehenna. The understanding is initially we're going to make a derasha from the word me'ahat. If it just said ahat, we would know ziviha. Ziviha means a full slaughtering, full slaughtering of the animal. L'shem avodah wrong, hayav. What about me'ahat, which seems to say we can minimize it a bit. It's not the full slaughtering, but it's nonetheless liable. What's that? Simanehat. That's me'ahat. If you just slaughtered one of the two simanim, what are the two simanim when a person's to slaughter? It's the kane and the veshet, the trachea and the esophagus. That's a kosher slaughtering in order to eat the food. It's a kosher slaughtering in the mikdash. It's a not kosher slaughtering for avodah zarad. Ahat would say you slaughtered both. You did a full-fledged zivihat. Me'ahat from one, in other words, we're minimizing and saying you're still liable means you just cut one of them. That's the first derasha. Uh, uh, onward, henna, if it just said henna, it would be denoting to us avot, that the primary, the fatherly, most, uh, 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 the paradigm activities of avodah zarah, hayav for those. Zibuah, kitur, nisuch, vehishtah, the classic examples we've been talking about throughout. In Masechet avodah zarah, we talk about them, the type of activities that went on in our mikdash. If you did that for avodah zarah, Hena, that is quite clear. You didn't direct that at God, you directed it at lowercase gods. That's certainly hayav. What about if it's mehena? How would you diminish from that and still say there's a liability, there's a hayuv? How so? Toledot. If you did not the primary fatherly paradigm circumstance, but something a bit removed, but a derivative. How so? Shavar makil lefanea. If the way of worship is one with a, with a stick, I don't know, you wave the stick, you place the stick, but instead of doing so, you broke the stick, 
The Gemara Masechet Avodah Zarah, and that, what is it, Nun Aleph or so, says that this is Isur. Why is it an Isur? Why is it Hayav? It's called a Toleda. It's a derivative of. Where are we deriving that from, for argument's sake, in this, in this, in this uh, line in the Gemara? From the Mem of Mehena. Just par- uh, uh, parenthetically for a moment, just to point out, I know we've said it matter-of-factly in the past, but it's, point, it's worth just mentioning one last time in context. You see, the idea that all of these ways are parallel to the avodat pinim, all of the avot of avodah zarah are parallel to the ways that we would rightfully do in the mikdash, might at first seem somewhat jarring. I was supposed to distance ourselves as much from the Avodah Zarah. So you might, knee-jerk response, it goes, goes like this. God commanded us to do it in his temple, and if you're to do it outside of his temple to another, that's Avodah Zarah, it's not that way. Uh, there was this worship prior to God's command in the Mikdash, in the Mishkan. This is the way people worshipped their deities. This is the way they did it which only raises the question, I mean, that's, that's nuts. That's out of this world. It means God told us in his mishkan to mimic the ways of them and just to direct it at him. And the answer is a resounding yes. It's the concept of korbanot. It's the concept of mishkan in general. This was and is the ways of avodah zarah. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm not going to negate that. I'm not going to search for a way to overcome that in our relationship. I'm just going to ask you, instead of directing it that way, direct it this way. It's what I've said on more than one occasion. It's the construction of the Mishkan. The Mishkan is this materialistic, I know it's not, but it appears to be. So the description is kesef, zahav, techelet, argaman, kelim, as I've said more than one occasion, it's a veritable uh, 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 place, a bet hashverosh. Those are all the things a hashverosh has in his kingdom. And that's what they, you're actually libating wine as well over there. You have bread. It's literally this place of of, of materialism. Is that, the, is that the Mishkan you envisioned? I don't know about you. I would have envisioned the Mishkan would be absolute spirituality. No food, no drink, no. very simple, very small, and not, not grand scale. And yet the Torah is very particular. Again, four, four and a half parashot described to us that. It's the same point again. The point of Mishkan, the point of Avodat Hashem, is not one in which we negate our way as tendencies as human beings, but we rather reappropriate. We direct it. Says God to us, that's exactly how I want you to do this. Work within your context. Understand your world. Understand your way of appreciating this world. But instead of directing it that way, direct it as, at me. It's the derasha I've said, and I'll say it again. The derasha of the hachamim is love God both with your yetzer hatov and your yetzer hara. I thought I'm supposed to vanquish my Yetzer Hara. I thought I'm supposed to distance myself from my Yetzer Hara. The statement instead is don't look to necessarily root it out. Instead, work with it. Direct it appropriately. It's something I think we can all relate to in our own lives with regards to tendencies and habits. Instead of looking to destroy it, use it. Be able to take that and appropriate it in the proper direction to turn it into something positive as opposed to negative. It's got potential there. Instead of looking to root it out and to assume it's cancerous and wrongful, well, understand there's something that's potential. So that's the zibuach, kitur, and so forth, which is for avodah zarah and appropriating it this way. But for our purposes, we're up to the key line here in the Beraita. Ahat shehi hena. There's a circumstance where, quote, it's one forgetfulness, one shogeg, which has several liabilities. What's that? Zadon avodat kochavim veshigigat avodot. 
there's one wrongful mindset. What's that? I, I knew or I, I knew that Avodah Zarah is Asur. I have that knowledge. However, there's Shigigat Avodot. I didn't know that X, Y, and Z are the Isur. I didn't know I'd be Hayab for those. What's the Halakha in such a circumstance? Again, I enter in this one. We can, well, we have to imagine, figure out what this case is. I know Avodah Zarah is forbidden. I don't know what I'm not allowed to do. I go ahead and I do those things. I thought I was allowed to. I knew Avodah Zarah was forbidden. I didn't realize I can't slaughter for the idol. I don't know why a person does it, but a person does it. How many korbanot in such a circumstance? One. Uh, excuse me. Uh, how many uh, uh, korbanot in such a circumstance? Every single one of the actions. Why every single one of the actions? I knew Avodah Zarah was forbidden. That case I can make up. Here's the next case, which is the hardest. Henna shehi ahat. You can find the case where there's several shogeg contexts, but one liability. Shigigat avodat kochavim. I didn't realize, don't know how it's possible, that avodah zarah is forbidden. However, zedon avodot. However, my actions are purposeful. In other words, I know these actions are forbidden. Pause for a second. What sort of case are you going to come up with? That's what we're stuck with. Now. Because again, the Gemara paralleled this Beraita for the reasons I mentioned earlier. But now, for our purposes, we want to figure out, can you actually come up with a case that plays out like that? You knew that these actions are forbidden. Forbidden for what? Well, I didn't know Avodah Zarah was forbidden. What does that mean? How can you come up with such a case? Again, we're trying to parallel this derashah to the derashah by Shabbat. You didn't know Avodah Zarah was forbidden? That's the case. Shigigat Avodat Kochavin. Means I didn't read. Zedon Avodot. I knew those services are wrong. So what's what? Says the Gemara, you have a way of coming up with what we're talking about. Hai Shigigat Avodat Kochavin Hechidameh. How, again, this is all to parallel our dirashah, which we had by Shabbat. In Shabbat, it was easy to come up with. Why is it easy to come up with in Shabbat? I didn't realize today was Shabbat. All right. I knew that on Shabbat, I can't do X, Y, and Z. That's an easy circumstance. An idol. A deity. Uh, so that, that's right. What are you talking about? He's performing the avodot. And you're telling me you could come up with, in theory, a circumstance where he doesn't realize, not that that's Avodah Zarah, it sounds like, that Avodah Zarah is forbidden. Uh, ludicrous, initially says the Gemara. Hechidame, what's the case? Maybe the circumstance, listen, it works as follows. We saw this reference last week in the Gemara, right? He's walking by a synagogue, and, or he's walking by a place that he thinks is a synagogue, but it's actually a sanctuary for Avodah Zarah. He walks by and he bows down. Well, in such a circumstance, says the Gemara, you can't call that Avodah Zarah unequivocally. He thought it was a synagogue. He's bound to Akadosh Baruch Hu. He's doing Avodah Hashem. It happens to be wrong place, wrong time, and all that. Okay, that's, a, that's not Avodah Zarah. Avodah Zarah, by definition, means I'm doing a foreign worship. This isn't a foreign worship. It's maybe a foreign place. It's a foreign way. Ela, rather, perhaps the case is the haza andarta vesagidle. Maybe the case is a circumstance where he finds, he sees, haza means he sees andarta, some sort of statue of the king or of the monarch at the time. 
and he bows to it and he worships it. And that's the way it used to work sometimes. Now again, as we mentioned the last time we saw this in the Gemara, this was done for one of two reasons out in the public. Either the king established himself as a deity and people bowed down in such a fashion, or it's just out of respect. You saw the king's statue and you bowed down. So as the Gemara, well, what's the circumstance? As this Jew sees that, as this guy sees that statue, when he's bowing down to it, why is he bowing down to it? He didn't realize it was Avodah Zarah. Okay, he didn't realize it was Avodah When he bowed down to it, was he bowing down as Avodah Zarah or not? If he's bowing down as Avodah Zarah, that's not Shogeh. That's Mezid, that's Avodah Zarah. If he's bowing down and he thinks it's not Avodah Zarah, in his mind he's not Avodah Zarah, it's not Avodah Zarah at all. You can't find the Gemara is about to say to us an in-between case. How are you finding on Shabbat? I forgot that today Shabbat. I'm stuck on Stranded Island. I, for, I lost track of time. I woke up from a coma and I just didn't know today was Shabbat. I got it. Shogeg on Shabbat, but I know the basic laws of Shabbat. Avodah Zarah, you can't find, says the Gemara, a situation where I have a Shogeg on the general circumstance and a mezid on, this, on the details. You can't find a situation in which I don't know it's avodah zarah that's forbidden, but at the same time I know I can't do these things. So, if the circumstance of the statue is that he accepted it as a deity, you're mezid. If you didn't accept this king's statue as a deity, as a god, so then it's not avodah zarah at all. Ela says the Gemara, it must be, and here's the punchline for our purposes, I figured it out. Here's the situation. You want to know a circumstance in which a person quote-unquote doesn't realize it's Avodah Zarah, but nonetheless knows that these actions are wrongful Avodah Zarah actions, it's the following situation. There's a statue, there's a, a whatever, whatever, some stones, whatever the Avodah Zarah is. I'm walking by or I'm involved in a community in which that's a centerpiece or that's something that people go to. I have ahava or yira of a person, awe or love or relationship with another person to the extent that I feel pressure to go and worship. In that circumstance, what's the halakha? That's what we call the ahava and yira. If you recall, I know it's gone back a few days at this point, that's a mahluk between abaye and rava. Abaye said in such a circumstance, haya. You went and you bowed, but I was only doing it out of awe of the person, out of love of the person. I did Hayav Avodah Zarah. Rava said, did you mean Avodah Zarah? Did you accept it as your deity? If you didn't, then Patur. That was the Mahlokin and Dafsamichalaf Amutbet. Says the Gemara, maybe that's the case over here. The case of, I didn't realize this was Avodah Zarah, but I knew I couldn't do those things was Ahava Vira. Says the Gemara, that'll only work if your assumption is that Ahava Vira is Forbidden, that it is Avodah Zarah. I made a mistake. I didn't realize it was forbidden. That's only one opinion. Whose opinion? That's only Abaye. I know it's Avodah Zarah. I don't realize that in this context of doing it, it's forbidden and I'm going to be Hayat Mital. You understand those? I know that I'm not allowed to cheat on a test. Who told you? I, I didn't know that opening my phone on the test is cheating. That's Avodah I know that cheating is Asur. But I didn't know that's considered cheating. Same so over here, layer, it's, he's separating the Avodah Zarah clearly. I know it's Avodah Zarah to do this directly. Right. I don't know this is Avodah Zarah. So it's not, it's not ignorance, ignorance of the law. It's ignorance of the presence of the current situation. It's correct. It's a general understanding of the law and even the details. I found an example of quote-unquote not realizing it's Shabbat, right? I, was, I, I knew this is wrong activity if this is Avodah Zarah. I know. 
That, that's the suggestion. Why not? Why not? Why, but again, I can find a case where there can actually be ignorance, ignorance of context or ignorance context, of circumstance. Correct. Important question. So uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly. It's a good conversation to have specifically on this. Right. Right, so I, in context, Jeffrey says, what about going to, uh, to Tzadikim's graves and, and, and the like? Now, first and foremost, there is a long, not tradition, but there's a long concept within Judaism. I've heard the, I've heard, right, uh, so even to live rabbis and, and turn them into an Avodah Zarah to that extent. Right, so the, 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 the Midrash already describes Kaleb as stopping in Hebron. So Midrash, but you have to understand the rabbis are stating this as a reality, as stopping in Hebron, and they look at this positively when he's one of the spies, one of the Miragelim, and he stops in Hebron to pray to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov to save him, to help him from the Etzah, from the wrongful activity of the, of the spies, which means that already early in rabbinic Rashi, uh, Hachamim literature, you have such a concept. Now, does the Gemara per se have such a concept in, uh, explicitly? It doesn't. We have in the Torah Berachot. We certainly have the concept of Berachot. Harambam, in one of his major ikarim, one of his major fundamentals of faith, suggests and makes clear that believing or accepting an intermediary in the direction to God is an absolute tenet of Jewish faith and as a result considered avodah zarah. It means, therefore, and, and maybe, you're, maybe that's your parallel to this circumstance, it means, therefore, that the, the, the mindset of the person is very important in situation to the extent that you're, you're dealing with one of the fundamentals of faith, one of the 13 fundamentals of faith. It means the mindset of the person needs to be there's an enhanced circumstance over here. I feel closest, I feel a presence of God here, and in turn I'm praying directly to God. It means I'm turning to another person and asking them for their teaming up together with me, but not I believe that they are my vehicle and mechanism to God. That is dangerous. So I guess Jeffrey in this context is saying it's along the same lines of our Ahavavira. In other words, a person turns to the grave and begins praying and believes in their mind that they're praying to the person which effectively is Avodah Zarah, but it's, so to speak, an Ahavavira. It's a contemporary Ahavavira circumstance. I love the guy so much. I think the guy's going to help me, quote unquote, and I make the mistake in that respect. I, I hear you. The Gemara is, uh, you know, the Gemara is on our Ahavavira track, and which we're going to be able to work out in this direction. Again, just in that spot, Derashot Haran, Rabbeinu Nisim of Girona talks about this as well. There are ironies. It's, it's a separate conversation for another time. The Mikubalim, you'd imagine would be full force in terms of the graves. The Mekubalim are opposed to it. They talk about it in the context of, of Ta'aniyot and the Mekubalim, I'm talking about Arizal and others, are opposed for specific reasons going and praying at gravestones, at, at uh, burial plot places. I, I can at the same time tell you it's not unfounded within tradition. The point just is throughout, tradition needs to be appropriately thought out and understood what you're doing to the extent that uh, I studied in yeshiva for several years in 
which they wouldn't on Friday night sing Baruchuni Shalom. They would not sing Baruchuni Shalom. The whole thing, they're saying Baruchuni Shalom. Yeah, talking to the Malachim and asking them to bring a Berachah to you. Heresy, terrible. There's a tradition to be Hayim of Velazhin, student of Gaon Mivilna, that he didn't say it. Again, it doesn't mean that it can't be said. We traditionally do say it. I do say it. The idea is I'm turning to them, not as my mechanism, as my medium. I'm turning to them the same way I turn to a human being and say, could you give me this? Not because I believe this is my only access or you are my channel to God. That's the problem. Anyway, says the Gemara over here, so maybe my circumstance, maybe I cracked the code by Avodah I found a situation in which the guy, the person could make that mistake while accepting and knowing that Avodah is Asur, while accepting and knowing that these Avodot are Asur, he doesn't realize this is Avodah Zarah. Says Gemara, that's all easy and understood according to Abayeh. I understand that according to Abayeh, Abayeh is the opinion who told us that is Hayav. But according to Ravada, that's not even considered Avodah Zarah. Well, then that can't be my case. You can't give me this as cracking the code of I found an Avodah Zarah situation in which I know it's forbidden, but I didn't realize this was forbidden. It's not forbidden. Ela. Ravaz, Ravaz claim on Dafsamechalef Amudbet was as follows. The only way and fashion in which this is considered Avodazarai is if you accept this idol, this being as God. If you don't accept it as God, even though you did and said and seemed to accept it as God, it's not Avodah Zarah. That was Rabbi. Patur means that you're doing something wrong, you're just not... Patur means it's Asur, but it's not Hayat. Then would it mean that you are doing Avodah Zarah, but you're not Hayat? It would mean that you're doing something wrong with the Shemitz, with the filth of Avodah Zarah, but not Avodah Zarah. It's got to be, otherwise Avodah Zarah is Hayat Mitah. It's an in-between state for Rabbi. What's that? Of course. Of course, Marita Ayn should be piled onto this as well, and anything and everything else. But in the clear, black and white letter of the law circumstance, Patur. Uh, Ravad doesn't want you doing it either. I mean, again, I'm very clear about that. Ravad does not want us in any circumstances succumbing to awe or love of a person and violating any Torah. I mean, so it's certainly not Avodazara types of situations. But you, you could make the following claim. And again, Tosafot was teasing that out on, on Dafsamechalaf Amutbet. Beyond Marit Ayin, Kiddush Hashem. Kiddush Hashem means if it's in the context of 10 Jewish men, the Gemara will make that clear for us later on in the next Perek. That's called Kiddush Hashem. If their thought as they they watch you doing this, is that you're accepting this as Avodah Zarah, you may not do it. But I'm not. In my heart of hearts, I'm not accepting this as Avodah Zarah. But if 10 men are watching you and believe that that's what's happening, you're profaning God's name to the extent that you need to take a bullet instead of doing so. So, you know, we take this very seriously for good reason. It's all about what the human beings are going to think, ultimately speaking, when we talk about Kiddush Hashem. Says the Gemara, Ela le six lines from bottom, De Amar Patur, Ma'ika le Memar. According to Rava, who says that Ha'oved me'ahavavira is Patur, Ma'ika le Memar, Ma'yesh Lomar. How can you fill in that circumstance over here where we have a shigigat avodat kochavim, quote-unquote, a mistaken avodah zarah, while at the same time knowing that I can't do these activities, ela be'omer mutar. Maybe according to Rava, the circumstance of that last situation in the, that, that we're teasing out, the hena uh, shehi ahat, uh, the, the many, the multitude, which gives you only one, one, uh, one hiyuv, is the person says, everything's mutar. When everything's mutar, I don't realize that Abu Dazara is forbidden, and I don't realize that these actions are forbidden. 
It's an amazing thing. How do you find such a... You've got to argue in theory. The guy is a part of Am Yisrael in any way, shape, or form and doesn't realize that Avodah Zarah is forbidden. Forget about circumstance. Forget about Titi. He doesn't know anything about it. You can't say it's a convert. A convert, the ABCs are Avodah Zarah. You have to... So who is he? What is he? I don't know. Okay, maybe it's in theory. Says the Gemara, it can't... He says the Gemara, it's not a good example because if that were the case, Tifshot, you would then be able to solve a question that we have in Masechet Shabbat and Dafa'ain de Ba'amine Rava Merav Nachman. Rava had a question that he posed to Rav Nachman. If a person knows neither that it's Shabbat nor that Harisha, Ketzira, Zeriah, and so forth, the Melachot of Shabbat are forbidden, how many, if this person does several Melachot, he doesn't realize it's Shabbat and he doesn't know that the act are prohibited. Does he bring a separate korban for all of them? Does he bring just one? He didn't know the answer, Rava. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you the answer. I can tell you right now, definitively, you only bring one. Because that's what you just told me in the context of Avodah Zarah. If the person is Omer Mutar, according to Rava, it's going to be only one. Tifshot, no hayav elahat. I should now solve that. The fact that Rava didn't know that by Shabbat, and now we're suggesting that, makes it seem that that's not the halacha. Says the Gemara, all right, I'm not so bothered by that question. Halakashya, v'tifshot. Says the Gemara, I, 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 don't, I don't have such, such an issue. Just, just answer it. Just, just go, go ahead, sure. In other words, you walk in and you're deliberating, you're debating what I said in the class today, and you're back and forth, and you're saying, it can't be that the rabbi meant this because on Shabbat he had a question and he wasn't certain what the answer was. So we say, all right, so based on what he said today, based on our understanding of this situation, we'll solve that. And also, you can't get stuck on this. Says the Gemara, I have another reason to throw out everything we've discussed today effectively. What were we discussing throughout the day? We were discussing these Pesukim. Which Pesukim? One Pasuk. Pasuk says, from one of these. And we have all sorts of Terashot. Why does it say Me'ahat? From one. Why does it say Me'ahat? From these. Why does it say both Me'ahat and Me'ahat? And we have all sorts of Terashot. Can you really read that? About Avodah Zarah? Of course I can. It's about Avodah Zarah. It's about all the mitzvot. Wait a second. To read it by Shabbat, as the Beraita did, I understand. To read it by Avodah Zarah, not so simple. Why not? Says the Gemara, If you read the Pesukim, that follow this pasuk that we're talking about. The pasuk of the Be'er Ben Lemo Nefesh Ki Techeta Bishka Gamikom Mitzvot Adonai Lecha Shelote Asena Ve'asa Me'ahat Mehenna. If you continue reading the pesukim, the pesukim describe uh, if it's a Kohen Mashiach, if it's the Kohen Gadol, he brings X animal. If it's a Nasi, uh, one of the, the princes in Israel, he brings that animal. If it's a Yahid, a yo-yo like me, he brings these animals. Which means to say there's a separate Korban for each of those circumstances and situations. That is not true, or let me say it differently, that is true for 99.9% of the Averot. There's one Avera that we already established just one page ago is not so, and everyone has the exact same animal if done in that situation. And what's that? Avodah Zarah. If it's Avodah Zarah, you can't now trace back in these Pesukim, which we've been trying to do throughout the day, which we've been trying to do at the end of class yesterday, in the class today. Maybe it's referring to Avodah Zarah. You only intensified the question, made things complicated. The whole thing's off. Just read the continuous.
continuation of the Pesukim. The continuation of the Pesukim suggests and make clear there's different animals depending on who you are. That's not the halacha by Avodah Zarah. Didn't we learn in the Mishnah, which we quoted just a bit ago, everybody agrees that when it comes to Avodah Zarah, there's one animal, Se'ira, whether you're a Kohen Mashiach or a Nasi or anyone or anyone else. In such a circumstance as that Korban, it can't be the Pesukim over here are referring to that, says the Gemara, Vetu la Mideh. Very strange wording for the Gemara. Rarely, if ever, does it mention those words. It's, well, there's a marking. How many other times do we have this? Well, a few others. Anyway, what, what does that mean? And nothing more to this. What's a nothing more to this? In other words, uh, so drop the whole thing. I know we've been discussing, we've been debating, the whole thing's off. Stop talking about this. Those Pesukim are not talking about Avodah Zarah. Parenthetically, again, I'll ask and pose and, and, and suggest the following. What's with all these different types of animals? Yeah, okay, Avodah Zarah is very clean. One animal for Avodah Zarah. Wrongful activity? We're not distinguishing if it's this guy, that guy, whatever. What's in general? You brought seven of these and five of these and on Sukkot it's that way and on Pesach it's another way. What's with the different types of animals? I just last night I was teaching a class to I call it uh, mid-20-year-olds. And so the question, so an important question was, we're in the midst of, uh, that was posed to me, we're in the midst of Sefer Vayikra and there's so many minutia laws and details that are mentioned how are we to make, to make reason of this? A, bizman ha'u, and B, bizman hazeh. The harder one is bizman hazeh. The harder one is, this is an eternal Torah with many laws that are quote-unquote have been irrelevant for a very long time. Of course, the challenge is to find the relevancy in them. Okay, but pushing it back, I'm not giving a full-fledged answer. Didn't then, not doing it now. But the bigger question in my mind is, so how do you make... Uh, what about all those details back then? So none other than Harambam in his Moren Vuchim, when he's dealing with in his Chilegimal the reasons for the mitzvot and he spends a lot of energy and a lot of time explaining this is the reason for that and that's the reason for that and he hits some dead ends but he's working really hard in his mind that is what Torah and mitzvot is all about is understanding and philosophizing getting to the source and reason for it all and then he hits a roadblock he hits a midrash and the midrash in Pekeh Derbili Ezer if I'm not mistaken sides it says, does God really, back to our Shechita situation, does, he really, does it really matter to him whether you slaughter from the back of the neck or the front of the neck? Ela, rather, says the Midrash, the mitzvot were just given, lisaref, to purify bahenet to purify human beings. Says Harambam, my goodness. I've just spent so much time detailing and explaining and referencing and uh, understanding what the reason for all the mitzvot is. And the Midrash says, uh, just don't waste your time on that. It's all just to purify you. How do I make sense of this? Says Harambam in a, a watershed moment. He goes as follows. He says, when it comes to mitzvot, we can and must give a reason for the general part. For the details. How many? Which types of animals? Over there, says Harambam, in that circumstance, you can't and should not necessarily be searching for reason. Uh, what do you mean? It's just random? It's not random per se, but it's not something that has a plan that human beings are supposed to be discovering and will discover to the extent that it means for someone as rational as Harambam, when it comes to mitzvot in the Torah, work, try to understand at certain points, just stop for a second, this is just what we
we do. My example in the past has been the salute of army soldiers. I once read about the salute of army soldiers. There's a good half dozen reasons that people give for why army soldiers salute, which means effectively we have no idea why army soldiers salute, but that's what they do. And if you don't salute, not hayav mita, but you're going to uh, whatever they call it, the jail in the army. I mean, you're, you're in a lot of trouble, but I have no idea why I'm doing this. The answer is, but you're a part of this team. And if you're acting as part of the team, you do things even when you can't find the reason. The general principle of being in the army, protecting my, com- uh, my country and dealing with anything and everything that I do, I accept. The details sometimes are just about being part of the team. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.